When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Padres Post Game Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres Post Game Show starts now on the Padres Radio Network. Welcome into our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, Orioles 4 and the Padres 1. As the Padres have another disappointing night here at Petco Park. They lose the series opener against the Orioles in the opener of this 10-game homestand. Orioles improve to 74-45. and 45. Padres drop to 56-63 and 63 here on the season. Padres scored just one run on four hits in this game. Baltimore scores four runs on nine hits. Really a very well-pitched game for both starting pitchers. Yu Darvish, seven innings, four earned runs given up. Gave up the three-run double to Gunnar Henderson in the fifth inning to make it a 4 nothing game. And that really was the big blow in this game. Padres offense just could not get anything going against this young rookie right-hander, Grayson Rodriguez. He goes seven innings, one earned run given up, six strikeouts, three hits allowed, walked one. Padres had a one-out single against him in the first inning, one-out single and Xander Bogart's going to second on an error in left field by Aaron Hicks in the second inning, could not score there. Then Rodriguez proceeds to retire 11 in a row until the sixth inning when Garrett Cooper hit a leadoff home run. That made it 4-1, to one, but that was it. That was the only runner the Padres had on second base in this game from Bogarts being on second in the second inning through the ninth inning when the Padres did make a little bit of noise against Felix Bautista, the very good closer for Baltimore. Back-to-back one-out walks for Fernando Tatis Jr. and Juan Soto, but then Manny Machado grounding into a game-ending double play. So really, much like we saw throughout the road trip, uh, the offense, really the issue here tonight for the Padres is they muster up just one run on four hits against Grayson Rodriguez and this Orioles bullpen. A lot to do on our postgame coverage. We'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. We'll have all the radio highlights for you. Recap this one in its entirety and much, much more to come as the Padres fall 4-1 in the opener of this three-game series. Coming back with much more after this on the Padres Radio Network. Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park as the Padres fall 
by a final score of 4-1 to to the Baltimore Orioles. Final totals here tonight for the Orioles. Four runs, nine hits, one error. And for San Diego, one run, four hits, and no errors. Padres drop to seven games below 500. Now 56 and 63. Orioles improved to 74 and 45. And on top of that, with the Marlins winning, really nice win for the Marlins earlier today against the Astros. Full out-of-town scoreboard coming up a little bit later. Padres drop a full game back in the wild card standings. They will end tonight six and a half games out of a wild card spot. It's uh, getting uh, wider and wider that gap for the Padres to make up in the wild card race as they fall 4-1 in this series opener against the Orioles. Again, we'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a handful of minutes, so stay tuned for that. But first, let's recap this one, how it went down here in downtown San Diego. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F-750s and motorhomes. A scoreless first inning for both Hugh Darvish and Grayson Rodriguez. But then Ryan O'Hearn led off the second for Baltimore. Here's the one and two. That's it in the air deep towards the right field corner. Fernando's backing up. He's on the warning track. At the wall, going to go into the Petco porch. A moonshot down the right field line for O'Hearn, and it just sort of dropped down in the first row behind that yellow line. one nothing Baltimore in the second. One of those spots in right field, if you hit it to the right spot here at Petco Park in that right field corner, you can find the seats, and that's what Ryan O'Hearn did. Baltimore had a one nothing lead. That was all Darvish allowed in the second. Pitching was the early story. Darvish pitched a 1-2-3 third. He gave up three hits in the fourth inning, but didn't allow a run with the help of a beautifully turned 3-6-1 double play and a strikeout. The problem was that Rodriguez was really rolling for the Orioles. He worked around a runner on second base with one out in the second, then perfect frames in the third and the fourth. Darvish ran into trouble in the fifth inning. Back-to-back one-out singles for Aaron Hicks and Jordan Westberg. He then walked Adley Rutschman to load the bases. Gunnar Henderson was next. And the first pitch curve hitting the air down the left field line. Long run Soto back towards the corner. Won't get there. Hicks and Westberg have scored. Rutschman's on his way. He will score. A bases clearing double for Gunnar Henderson. And a 4-0 Baltimore lead in the fifth. Just like that, Orioles had a 4-0 lead. That would be all that Darvish would allow in that fifth inning. Rodriguez then tossed a 1-2-3 fifth. At that point, he'd gone five scoreless innings and retired 11 in a row. Hugh Darvish then retired the side in order in the top of the sixth inning. With the Padres still trailing 4-0, Garrett Cooper led off the bottom of the sixth. Swings at the first pitch, sends it in the air to deep center. Mullins goes back. He's going to watch. It's going to go. A long home run to center field for Garrett Cooper. His first is a Padre. And they're on the board here. One pitch into the sixth inning against Grayson Rodriguez. So the Padres had a little momentum, but then Rodriguez proceeded to strike out the next three, Grisham, Kim, and Tatis. Padres trailed 4-1 to one after six. Darvish tossed a score the seventh inning. Rodriguez did the same. He went seven strong innings and allowed just one run. On to the eighth inning. Tom Cosgrove pitched a scoreless inning. In the bottom half, Jacob Webb pitched the scoreless bottom half of the eighth despite a leadoff infield single for Luis Camposano. So he went to the ninth inning. Padres 
Padres still trailing 4-1. All right, we are back here. Sorry about that. Uh, we had a little technical difficulty there. Hopefully we're back on the air and sounding good. Sorry about that. All right, where were we? Ninth inning, Padres trailing 4-1. to Luis Garcia worked around a leadoff double in the ninth inning to keep it a three-run game. That kept the Padres right in it. Going bottom nine, they had to face the very hard-throwing and very good closer for the Orioles, Felix Bautista. Bautista got in some trouble. Fernando Tatis Jr. drew a one-out walk. Then Juan Soto walked. That brought the tying run to the plate in Manny Machado with just one out. And Manny swings, hits it on the ground to third. Short hop, stop Urias to second one. Westberg's turn to first is in time, and a double play to end the game. For the third time tonight, the Padres ground into a DP, and that is that. That was that. Baltimore wins it 4-1 to one over San Diego as the Padres up another important game as they begin this 10-game homestand with a 4-1 defeat. Again, final totals for the Orioles. Four runs, nine hits, one error for the Padres. One run, four hits, and no errors. Let's go down towards the Padres clubhouse here at Petco Park and hear some post-game reaction. Let's take a trip down to the Padres clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource. Bob, it was an interesting night for you. It was very efficient. Just paid for a couple mistakes. Or... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, the obviously the ball down the left field line was the one that kind of made his day, but... I don't know if it's a horrible pitch. Um, you know, give their guy credit, stand inside it, hit it down the left field line. Wouldn't hit particularly hard. It was placed well, and that was basically, you know, other than the homer, all he gave up. So it was efficient in his pitches, only walked one guy. The line probably doesn't suggest how well he pitched. The same could be said for Rodriguez. Yeah. Extremely efficient, pitched really well. Yeah, I think it's the first time he's gone seven, I believe, this year. So. You know, pitch count, didn't give up any hits, only walked one, two. Guy throws 100. He's got a really good changeup. Uh, you can see why he's one of their, you know, their their top guys. So um, it's just another rough game for us to, you know, three double play balls once we got some guys on base, which were, you know, didn't, didn't help us out. But move on to the next day. Did... Uh, in fact, you have all these games coming up without a break. Play into you taking you out after 81? Well, you know, we have it's four four days off for them again, and we're running these guys out. There's seven innings this time of year is plenty. So we just finished it up with, with you know, matchups for Cosgrove the next inning. But, you know, you make him go out there and pitch the eighth inning when he's, you know, we're this deep in the season and we're on four days rest for all these guys. As much as we had talked recently about you guys not letting losses compound on each other does it feel like that recently like maybe they are and if so how do you kind of get the 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 thing righted in the right direction keep working that's all we can do you know it's 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 you know the the timing hasn't been great all year as we've talked about whether it's getting a well-pitched game or a good start and and maybe the bullpen and you know games we score some runs we give up a few more you know today was a day where they pitched pretty well against us and when we did get some guys on base we hit into double plays so yeah, it does feel like, you know, this stretch, we were right on the verge of really being in a really good place when we went on the road and came back in a tough spot. Now we have a really good team that just played better than we did tonight. 
the timing of some of those double plays is tough, but when a guy like Rodriguez is doing what he's doing, what can you do to kind of throw him out of that efficient rhythm that, that he was in? Get some more guys on base and make him work out of the stretch a little bit more. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. So, you know, two two absolutely fantastic pitchers who, you know, trailblazers for what they do. You know, did it for a long period of time. Uh, you know, both over there and here. I mean, probably the two, obviously the two best, you know, Japanese pitchers of all time. So that's a nice feather in his cap. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from down by the clubhouse here at Petco Park following this 4-1 win for the Orioles over the Padres. Padres have now lost seven of their last eight games. And again here tonight, the offense uh, really a problem. One run on four hits. And in a Major League Baseball game against most teams, that's not going to get it done. And that's all the Padres mustered up against uh, Grayson Rodriguez here tonight. And you look at what, what Rodriguez did in this one. Eight pitches in the first inning, 18 in the second, then 12 in the third, 11 in the fourth inning, 12 in the fifth inning, 18 in the sixth inning, and 16 in the seventh inning. I mean, he was really, really efficient. Thought the Padres were pretty aggressive against him at times and uh, just could not get anything going. I mean, think about it this way. The Padres had a runner on second base in the second inning. They had just one other runner on second base until the ninth inning. That's it. They didn't have a, an at-bat with a runner in scoring position from the second through the ninth inning. And that's uh, that's a tough way to play if you want to win games, especially against the team in the Orioles that has the best record in the American League, the second-best record in all of baseball. And we saw part of the reason why here today they've got a really good bullpen with Bautista in the ninth inning, Webb, who's done a good job for them lately in the eighth inning, and they just... Find ways to deliver. It's something I talked about in the pregame. We pointed out in the pregame coverage today. And another good reason to listen to our pregame, because very often what we talk about comes to fruition in these games. I told you, the Orioles were 279 as a team, batting 279 as a team, with runners in scoring position this season. That was the second highest team batting average in Major League Baseball with runners in scoring position, well, what do you know? Gunnar Henderson in the fifth inning comes up with the bases loaded, doesn't try to do too much. It was a curveball from you, Darvish. Low and away, went with it, got it beyond the reach of Juan Soto. Really nothing more he could do. Bounces into the corner. Soto has a little trouble digging it out, and three runs come in just like that. Went from a one nothing game to a 4 nothing game. But here's the thing. You, Darvish, here tonight, was he perfect? No. Seven innings, four earned runs given up. I mean, one run on four hits just isn't going to get it done, and it's become a theme in the last week now. You look at the road trip. It's something we talked about earlier today. It's something we talked about in the post game yesterday. The road trip, those five games to Seattle and Arizona, they had the Friday game in Arizona where they scored 10 runs on 14 hits. They were 6 for 10 with runners in scoring position in that game. The other four games on the road trip, they had five runs total on 23 hits, but just five runs total in the other four games of that road trip. So if you go look back at the last six games for the Padres, other than Friday, remove Friday, the other five games out of the six, they have a grand total of six runs in those five games on only 27 hits. And on top of that, after tonight, 
Let me just make sure I'm calculating this right. It is four for 31. Yeah, four for 31 in those five games with runners in scoring position. So in the last week, Friday in Arizona was the anomaly. Aside from that, it has been very, very difficult for this Padres team to string hits together and score runs, period. Like I said, other than Friday, the other five games in the last six, a grand total of six runs. And it's it's very hard to win baseball games when your offense uh, can't produce much. And here today, yes, it was another rookie starting pitcher, albeit a very highly touted one that has done a much better job in his rookie season after getting sent back down to the minor leagues. It's something we talked about pregame that if you looked at the overall ERA this season for Grayson Rodriguez, it was a little bit misleading because he had been a lot better since coming back uh, from the minor leagues. In fact, uh, entering today, let me pull up the number again, entering today, he had a 3-4-5 ERA in five starts since being recalled from the minors. So here tonight, seven innings, one earned run given up. He was really, really good. With that said, the Padres have names in this lineup that are also really, really good by their track records and what they've done. Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Xander Bogarts, you know the names. And the Padres' offense just could not once again, against the guy they'd never seen before and a rookie starting pitcher, really get much going. It was a similar story after the first inning yesterday against Brandon Fott. It was a similar story in Seattle against Emerson Hancock getting a run in the first inning, not getting much. I mean, similar here today in the sense the Padres had a base runner on in the first inning. They had a runner in scoring position in the second but then after that, the final two outs of the second inning, a perfect third for Rodriguez, perfect fourth inning for Rodriguez, perfect fifth inning for Rodriguez. He retired at 11 in a row. So in a very similar way, it was another rookie starting pitcher really settling into a groove against this Padres offense, which is something they just can't afford right now uh, with where they are and, and what they need to do, what the task is in front of them. So that's pretty much the story here tonight. One run on four hits, and the Padres have lost seven of their last eight games, certainly at a time of year with where they are, with how this season has gone to this point. You can't afford a stretch like that, and the Padres struggling right now as they drop to seven games below 500 at 56 and 63. More to do on our postgame coverage. We will have our daily awards to give out. Full look at the out-of-town scoreboard. May take some of your phone calls coming up as well. If you want to call in, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. If you want to tweet at me, you can do that as well at Sammy Lev. S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Instagram DMs open as well. Sammy Lev there too. S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. And we'll also talk about the very, very nice milestone for you, Darvish, that he accomplished here tonight. So we'll talk about that. Much more to come as we recap this one. Again, the final score, Orioles 4, Padres 1. Back in a moment on the Padres Radio Network. Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, Orioles 4, Padres 1, as the Padres drop this series opener and homestand opener to the O's. As we continue to break this one down, again, the Padres have now lost seven of their last eight games, and they have dropped back to six and a half out 
of a wild card spot in the National League. Still a lot to do here in our post game show. We will take some of your phone calls here coming up in just a little bit. 833-288-0973. The phone number, 833-288-0973. The phone number to call if you want to get involved. You can also tweet at me at Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Instagram DMs open as well at Sammy Lev there too if you want to. Uh, let me know what you thought about this one uh, here tonight. I can't imagine Padres fans are all that happy with how things are going right now, but uh, that's what's going on as uh, the Padres fall to 56 and 63 with the defeat here tonight. Let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's. Ace Pitcher of the Game, brought to you by The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg, all your grilling and barbecue needs are inside The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Our Ace Pitcher of the Game here tonight, gotta go with the Orioles rookie, Grayson Rodriguez. He was great, seven innings, one earned run given up, three hits, he walked one, struck out six, 95 pitches, Lowered his ERA since July 22nd to 2-3-5. Very, very nicely done for Grayson Rodriguez. He uh, really commanded everything. Commanded the fastball, his breaking pitches. He only walked one. And we talked about the Padres really needing to hone in on that fastball. Even though he throws hard, he had been hit with that fastball this season. Padres couldn't do a whole lot against that. Or the off-speed pitches gives up just three hits. Seven innings, picks up his third major league win. So Grayson Rodriguez, very highly touted. He's our ace pitcher of the game here tonight. And the Orioles, they need good starting pitching. That's the one area of their team that has been a little shaky this season, the starting pitching. But if they can get Grayson Rodriguez pointed in the right direction, get him going towards the end of this year, uh, who knows how good he can be. Very, very highly touted. He was the top pitching prospect in all of baseball entering uh, last season, or I should say say uh, at the end of last season so very good stuff for Grayson Rodriguez to his credit against the Padres here tonight and that was the story Padres just did not get much going offensively at all Hassan Kim was 0 for 4 Fernando Tatis Jr. was 1 for 3 had a base hit in the first inning but immediately Juan Soto grounds into a double play to uh, erase that base runner in the inning Uh, He was 0 for 3, Soto was. He did draw walk number 100 on the season. We'll dive a little bit more into that. Manny Machado 0 for 4 in this game. Xander Bogarts did have a base hit in the second, a single. Jay Cronenworth 0 for 3. Luis Camposano had an infield single. Garrett Cooper, I mean, he was the real bright spot in this game offensively, the home run in the sixth inning, but did also ground into a pretty critical double play in the eighth inning uh, with the Padres trailing 4 to 1. But like I said, the problem here tonight was just no travel traffic on the bases really from the third through the ninth the only runner the Padres had on second base from the third inning through the ninth inning was or I should say really from the third inning through the eighth inning was the home run by Cooper Padres did not have an at-bat with a runner in scoring position from the second until the ninth inning and that really kind of sums up the problem here tonight for the Padres we'll step aside we'll come back with your phone calls when we come back 833-288-0973 again the phone number 833-288-0973 final score Orioles 4 Padres 1 Sam Levitt with you here inside the Western Metal Building much more to do after this on the Padres radio network 
Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Orioles win it 4-1 to over the Padres on this Monday evening as the Padres begin this 10-game homestand. Doesn't start on a high note as the Padres have now lost seven of their last eight games. They dropped to 56-63 and on the season. Orioles improved to 74-45. and The Orioles have the best record in the American League, and like I said earlier, we saw part of the reason here tonight. Uh, very good starting pitching, although that hasn't necessarily been their calling card this year, but they got a great start here tonight from Grayson Rodriguez, their uh, top pitching prospect, who struggled early in the year. He's starting to find it now in the major leagues, and you look at the numbers. I mean, this was, I think, probably his best start of his career so far in his rookie season uh, with seven innings, one earned run given up, just three hits allowed to this Padres ball club here today and the Padres offense very quiet one run on four hits that was the big part of the story for the Padres here tonight we'll get to some of your phone calls here coming up in just a bit first let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut it's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank providing food assistance to local children families and seniors in need to get help or give help visit San Diego foodbank.org well as I've tried to do here over the last week or so let's find some silver linings here so for relief pitcher of the game We'll go with Mr. Tom Cosgrove. We did a nice job in uh, the eighth inning for the Padres out of the bullpen. Worked around a two-out walk. Had to face the middle of the Orioles lineup. Henderson, Santander, O'Hearn, Mountcastle. And had a scoreless inning at that point. It's a 4-1 game. You're looking for your bullpen to keep you in it. Still six outs to play with on the offensive side. And Cosgrove did a nice job. Luis Garcia as well. Worked around a leadoff double in the ninth inning for a scoreless frame so good job by the relief corps for the Padres here today quite frankly pretty good job by you Darvish he, he really made I mean you know what the O'Hearn home run solo shot those things happen you know hit it to the right spot here at Petco Park and right field really made one big mistake in this game and that was on the bases clearing double to Gunnar Henderson so Hey, you Darvish, seven innings, four runs given up. Not a quality start by the definition, but kept you in the ball game and really made one mistake in this game that really cost them. And you would like to think that the Padres offense has the ability to back up their pitching staff, which for the most part, the starting staff has been great all year. They could not do that here tonight. Not back them up, uh, back them up, back them up. Excuse me, enough. Again, Tom Cosgrove our relief pitcher of the game. Let's tell you about our player of the game here tonight. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Dash pitch curve, hitting the air down the left field line. Long run, Soto. Back towards the corner, won't get there. Hicks and Westberg have scored. Rutschman's on his way. He will score. A bases clearing double for Gunnar Henderson. And a 4-0 Baltimore lead in the fifth. Gunnar Henderson, he'll be our player of the game here tonight for the Orioles. Like I said, I'll find the silver linings where I can, but some cases we have to go with a non-Padre. Tonight, it's got to be Gunnar Henderson. That was the biggest hit of the game. 
bases clearing double in the fifth inning. I thought it was a really good piece of hitting, a curveball, low and away, and Henderson, a very good young player, not trying to do too much, just served it towards the left field corner, out of the reach of Juan Soto, cleared the bases, made it a 4 nothing Oriole lead. So for that reason, Gunnar Henderson, our player of the game here tonight. Two hits in this game and three RBIs total. Phone number 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. The phone number to call if you want to get involved. As I've said on many nights here in 2023, I don't promise to have the answers for you. I wish I did, but I am here to provide a little emotional support and uh, talk Padres baseball with you here on this Monday night. Let's lead things off with Lee, who's calling in from San Diego. Hi, Lee. You're on the Padres postgame show. What's up? Thanks for taking my call, man. I really feel sorry for the Padres fans that have been supporting this team and the ownership that is all in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, let's celebrate a victory. You know, I mean, these guys are celebrating in the first five innings, and then they wind up losing the game. How, how many games? I mean, all these celebrations, I, I don't understand it. They need to I, – I, I'd like them to – Celebrate a victory, not not a home run or not taking picks in the in the dugout. I, I'd really like to see that kind of thing. I don't think this is this team is a team. I think there's just a bunch of individuals that are <laughs> they're filled with themselves. I don't know. Mm. Well, Lee, appreciate the call. Thank you very much for for listening. Look, as far as celebrations, look, I've said it before. I don't have much of an issue with, you know, with guys celebrating and and having a good time and showing emotion. I think that's part of the game, and and I'm okay with that. I mean, you know, the best teams in baseball do all kinds of celebrations. I've never had an issue with that, Um, and and I don't think that that stuff really matters, like, you know, I mean, I, I think it's a lot of fun when you're winning and when you're not winning it, you know, <laughs> it doesn't look or feel the same. Um, but I, I don't have much issue with the celebration. I'll, I'll, I'll respond to your point on this. Look, I, I, I feel for the fans too. I mean, you know, what the expectations were coming in, the fact that they have packed this place. It was a really good crowd here tonight. Not a sellout. One of the rare games this season. They have not sold out. 38,000 plus still in the building on a Monday night with school starting soon. And, you know, let's be honest, the team not playing the way people thought they would. Look, it was still a great crowd here tonight. It broke a stretch of 25 consecutive sellouts. I'll be honest with you, and I, I always tweet out the attendance and the the sellout numbers. I didn't know that, uh, that, that it was 25 in a row, and that's awfully impressive. So, look, the fans, and, and I say it on a lot of nights when we wrap up here at Petco Park, they've been awesome and I guess the way to say it is they've certainly deserved by their support, by the way they've supported uh, this team, and, and certainly you know the investment that that the Padres have made, the amount of money that's been spent uh, with some of these players uh, to this point in the season. Yeah, it's been very, very disappointing. And, and I guess the way you say it is is for the fans. I wish it was better. I really do. Um, you know, I, I've said it time and time again how great these fans have been. They've showed up. They're loud. They've tried to, to will this team to wins. Just has not been the season you drew up. You got some more time left, but 
it's uh, it's getting late and that gap is now all of a sudden the last couple of days in particular starting to get really wide it's now at the six and a half games back in the wild card i mean that was only you know what was it i'd have to look now but three games a little over a week ago um it's it's now we talked a lot about the padres not playing all that well and not losing a ton of ground but all of a sudden they are starting to lose ground because a team like the marlins they just keep finding ways to win i mean they had just an awesome win yesterday against the yankees they hit three consecutive home runs and a win against the astros a great team uh here tonight so you know unfortunately it it, it sort of seems like the team's not playing well in front of them you know, maybe coming to an end here, the way the Marlins are playing, and, and that's a problem for the Padres because not only do they need to play exceptionally well here down the stretch to have a shot at getting into the wild card, but it's not in their control. They they need teams in front of them to really play poorly, and if a team like the Marlins doesn't do that, that's, that's a major problem for the Padres. So, you know, Lee, I, I understand your frustration, and I wish for the fans this was going better. I, I really, really do. You, you've done so much here, and um, I wish it was going better. My, my heart kind of hurts for you in that sense here in 2023 so far. Uh, let's go back to the phones. We go to Gonzo in Ocean Beach. Hi, Gonzo. What up, Sammy, my boy? Uh, wish it would be a better topic tonight, but um, I was going to ask you – I know we haven't won four games in a row, and then mm-hmm. statistically, I know you probably don't have it on top of your head. What is the actual like percentage that we could actually make it into the playoffs without winning four in a row with the rest I, of the season? Yeah, Gonzo, I don't know. I mean, I I I don't know what the number is if you win three out of every four and and i, I don't you know, know what if i that's mean pos- yeah I, I know exactly what you mean i don't know if that's possible or not but here's what i'm gonna tell you gonzo i mean it's hard to imagine this team going on that kind of run without winning four games in a row i mean we, we've talked yeah, about we've been big, yeah all, we've talked about right we've talked about this run and, and appreciate the call gonzo as always thank you for listening from ocean beach we've talked about the run i mean Look, I've said it before, I I really thought, you know, I think I tweeted it out about a month ago at this point. I mean, I I really thought over the course of 162 games there would be a real run here. There would be a rattling off of, I don't know, at least six, seven, eight games in a row, winning 9 of 10, winning 12 of 13, a real, real sustained run where you get hot because this team has not been hot. All year, they had a stretch from the start of July until about a week and a half ago where they were playing really well. They were 18 and 11 since the start of July at one point during that stretch. Um, but this team has not got hot really at any point this year. So Gonzo, to me, I don't know what the numbers are. I, I can't figure them out right now, but they would. It would seem. it would seem to me have to win a lot more than than just three in a row at some point here they have some time but six and a half out we're getting to a point where it does feel like it's sliding away a little bit if they don't start playing a whole lot better right now let's go to jay who's calling in from the gas lamp district hi jay hey sammy how are you buddy love the show but here's the deal let's put bob melvin let's put bob melvin out of his misery 
give him his $7 million, whatever we owe him. Peter Seidel likes to throw the money in the garbage anyway, so let's put the man out of his misery. This team is a joke, Sammy. You got Juan Soto, whose body language is this. I'd rather go 4-for-4 four four and, and, and lose the game than go 0-for-3 and win the game. That's Juan Soto. How in the world they gave Manny Machado another 10-year contract when nobody wanted him? He threatened to opt out? Let him opt out. He would have had a good year this year then if he wanted to opt out. The Dodgers couldn't wait to get him off the damn team. Manny Machado got pissed off because Bogart got the money. That was the real deal. Then we have our shortstop, who's not even the best shortstop on the team. We have two better shortstops who play and don't even play shortstop in Tatis and Kim. Then we have Grisham, who's hitting 210. This guy's hitting 210. And then the schmuck Preller goes and gives Jake Cronenworth $80 million. Are they nuts? Have they lost their mind? Jake Cronenworth is just a guy. He's 32 years old. This guy's going to be 37 and making $20 million. These people are nuts. You, you, Sammy, you have, we have Manny Machado and Bogart. They're going to be 41 years old, making $35 million. This team has lost their minds. They'll never win anything. And to Gonzo, yeah. I'll give you the chances of them making the playoffs. Slim and none. And none is winning. The Padres suck. End of story, Sammy. Love you. You do a great uh, job. Uh, but that's the truth, and everybody uh, needs to hear it. All right, Jay. Jay, thank you for the call. Um, look, uh, I, I don't even know where to begin. Um, that's that's like uh, I feel like I'm, I'm on New York sports radio. <laughs> um, Jay, I, I don't know where to begin. Um, I, I, look, I, I understand your emotion. I understand your frustration. I, I don't agree with everything you said there. Um, and I, I, quite honestly, I don't even know where to begin with it, but, um, I, I'll say this. I understand your frustration about the way this has went. Um, it's not what you drew up. It's not what any, any Padre fan wanted. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, I'll, I guess I'll, I'll just respond to the, to the, you know, the, the body language part of it. I mean, look, I, you know, I know a lot of people, are, are are pointing to body language right now and look I, I i'm not one that that questions effort things like that i think it's it's way over talked about that that guys aren't trying there's a lack of effort I, you know i i don't think guys go into the box and they're not trying to do their best they're not trying to get a base hit i think when things are going badly like they were tonight um you know, I, I don't think it ever looks good. I think it gives that impression. I don't know that that's really true. Um, but, Jay, I, I understand your frustration. I, I don't know where to start addressing <laughs> all your points, quite frankly. Um, I don't agree with, with the number of things you said, really. I mean, the Bob Melvin part of it, look, I think Bob is a really good manager. I don't think this is, this is all on him. Um, you know, I, I think... He's the same guy who brought him to the NLCS a year ago. He's the same guy that pushed so many right buttons a year ago. Um, you know, look, when when you have a, a season like this, obviously people get get upset and they they point fingers and you know that that's kind of part of the deal um, when you're a major league baseball manager. And and I would I would assume that Bob probably knows that too. Um, I, I don't think he's been the main issue here. I, I just look at numbers and, and what they've done. And we talked about the offense earlier, like, and you named a lot of offensive players there. I mean, look, 
you know, other than Friday, the last six games, five out of the six, take away Friday, the other five games, I said it earlier, um, a total of six runs, that's just not going to get it done. So, um, you know, look, there are there are things right now that need to be that need to be better for sure. Um, and if this does not turn around, look, certainly there are, you know, decisions that are going to have to be made in the offseason, how to improve this team, how to make sure this doesn't happen again here in 2023. But, uh, Jay, there was a lot there. I, I, I don't really even know where to begin. I, but I understand your, your emotion and your frustration and, and how frustrating it's, uh, it's been uh, as a whole. So, all right. Let me catch my breath after that one. We'll step aside. We will have our play of the game. We're going to talk about a really cool accomplishment for you, Darvish, on the other side of this break. We're also going to give you the out-of-town scoreboard, squeeze in another phone call or two. More to come after this as the Padres lose 4-1 to to the Orioles right here on the Padres Radio Network. here on the Padres radio network as we wrap this one up from Petco Park Orioles 4 Padres 1 Sam Levitt with you here inside the loft at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park 4 to 1 Orioles win it as they take the opener of this three game series Padres struggling right now they've lost 7 of 8 they've dropped back to 6 and a half games out of uh, the final wild card spot in the National League. We will get back to some of your phone calls uh, here in a second. Take a look at the full out-of-town scoreboard coming up as well. I do want to say one thing, and, and I should have said it after that last phone call. I, I understand frustration out there. Um, let, let's not get personal, though. No name-calling, stuff like that, and, and that was my mistake. I should have probably cut that off uh, a little bit sooner. Um but let's let's not get personal. Frustration's okay. I don't want name calling, and you know let let's let's be a, a kind of let, let's have measured takes. Emotions okay. Frustration's okay. All right, you care. I get it. But let, let's let's not do name calling things like that. Nothing personal. Okay. Let's go to Don in Rancho Bernardo. Hi, Don. You're on the Padres Radio Network with Sam Levitt. How are you? Hey, I'm great. Thank, thank you, Sammy. I mean, how are you doing tonight in that Western Metal Building? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Uh, you know what? Beautiful day at the ballpark. Um, you know, and, and Don, uh, you know, you, you call a lot. You're one of our, our faithful callers and listeners. And, yeah. um, look, I, uh, like I said, I, I understand the emotion. I do. I do for how frustrating it's been. I, I just want to make sure we, you know, we, we kind of still yeah. stay in line. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I again, I, I should have said that. You know, I was thinking about it during the break. I, I should have said that uh, at the time right after the call. And it's just it's <laughs> okay to be frustrated. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, I uh, you know, we could talk about this season, and we probably will be talking about this season for, for many seasons to come. I'm not really sure what happened this year. It obviously wasn't our season. And when we start to look back, and I think it is kind of time, a lot of, you know, obviously we didn't have the sellout tonight, so I think fans are starting to maybe lose interest in this year, unfortunately, even though there is still statistically a chance, obviously. But the metrics really tell us we've gotten unlucky. And, you know, as yeah. much as we don't want to admit it or, or we don't want to talk about it a lot, you know, in baseball, there is a lot of luck involved. And, 
when you think about this team with such great pitching and then you look at our 0-10 extra inning games and our our, <laughs> our record in one-run games, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to be that bad. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of hard to be that bad. So I'm really just uh, going to chalk this year up to um, just, frankly, the majority of it just bad luck. And I'm just – thrilled that we've got an owner who's willing to spend above yeah, his market absolutely. level. I, I love Bob Melvin. I hope we keep him. I really He's not the problem on this team whatsoever. Uh, if we do clean house with anybody, I think we might want to look at a new hitting coach. Uh, although, you know, the guys on the field are the ones who do it. Um, anyway, I don't have all the answers, but just as of tonight, I'm kind of really starting to look forward to next season. Sammy and, and start to diagnose what went wrong and how we can fix it moving forward. Yeah, Don, and, and thank you for the call as always. You know, look, it's been a really weird year, and, and I don't say that as an excuse. There are just aspects to this season for this team that have been so odd. I mean, you can you can make a list. I mean, the, the 0 and 10 and extra I mean, the numbers with runners in scoring position for a lot of this season, it's got a little better, but still, at the end of tonight, it's still the second lowest batting average with runners in scoring position in baseball. And we know for a good chunk of this year, it was below 200. The one-run games record, 6-19. and 19. It's even beyond some of the numbers. It's just a feel thing. Like, it's just never clicked all at once. Um and that part of it's been really odd, I think, in a lot of ways. I mean, pitching-wise, they've been a top six, you know, top five team ERA, really, for the most part this year. Their starting pitching has been, for the most part, so good. I mean, that that's one thing where you have the lowest ERA among starting staffs in baseball, 375. It's lower by a lot than any other NL team. Do you know the next NL team on that list is the Phillies at 408? Like, it's been better by a lot than other teams at 375 and the number of quality starts. So to, to have as, as much struggles as they've had with the names in this lineup paired with starting pitching for the most part that's been really good, Don, a, a lot of it just has made you scratch your head. It, it really has. And I said it a, a few days ago, to me, it, it just sort of feels like the season has never really kicked into high gear. It's never really got going. They, they started playing kind of so-so, then they got into early May, they dipped below 500, and they haven't been back since. They've been within a game a couple of times here recently, but they haven't been back since. So it's been a very, very odd year, and certainly a year you know, that has not gone the way you expected. Anything's possible here. You know, the final uh, the final stretch here, I suppose it's uh, 43 games remaining. I mean, who knows? That's, you know, that's sports. But, uh, you know, right now, I mean, let, let's be honest, 56 and 63. I mean, right now, I'm, I mean, I, I'm just concerned about them getting back to 500. I mean, the six and a half out of the wild card, I mean, you know, we can look at the wild card race, but they got to get back to 500 before we really dive into anything else. It's been that way for a while, and, and they're back to seven below, which when you think they were one game below a couple of times just in the last week and a half, I mean, this was the kind of stretch losing seven of eight they just could not have. Let's go to Katie in Oceanside calling in. Hi, Katie. Hey, Sammy. 
Look, I just want to echo the last caller. I think the frustration from Padre fans right now is that, you know, year after year after year, we were called a poverty franchise. We were called small market. We weren't taken seriously. And as a Padre fan since 1974, I kind of dealt with that lot in life. Like, all right, we're going to play spoiler, and maybe we can screw up someone else's season, right? But, like, this was supposed to be our year. I was at FanFest. I mean, the energy was, it was insane. And so I think the frustration is that, so we finally, finally, finally signed the big contract and spent the big money and and it still didn't work. Hmm. You know? Yeah. You know, Katie, but, I, I get it. I get it. No, I, I, I feel, I feel your pain. Um, I understand your frustration. I do. I really do. Bob and, is, yeah. Bob Melvin's not the problem, right? Like, I think we are just so lucky to have him. I think anyone who thinks that they want him, like, who are you going to replace him with? And I, I like, I listen to, right? I listen to Ben and Woods in the morning. They're talking to, and then Chris and Gwen, too. Like, what are you going to do? Like, Flaherty, there's no one. I don't, I haven't, I have yet to hear a suggestion on how to replace Bob Melvin with a quality replacement. Yeah. Yeah, I, look, again, I, I've said it before. I've said it all year, and Katie, thank you for the call. I'm a Bob Melvin fan. Um, you know, I, 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 I think he's a really good baseball man, really good manager. I, I just I know that finger-pointing gets done around times like this. I, I just I zoom out, and I, and I look at the issues this team has had just with execution, just – with some of the weird things that have gone on with the close games, all of it, and, and, and you know, look, I, I understand, again, finger-pointing this time of year, and when things are going the way they're going, it happens. I I, I just don't I, – I, I don't think Bob Melvin has been has been really the issue here. Um, you know, he's the same guy who pushed so many right buttons a year ago, and we praised. I mean, not, not just me. I mean, everybody did. So I, I, I just don't think that flips in a year. I don't. But when you have a team that has as high expectations as they had and it's gone the way it has, look, there's a lot of finger pointing that goes on. That's that's kind of the business, and that's, uh, for better or worse, that's the job of a, of a major league manager. Um, let's uh, take a break from the phones here. Let's uh, actually take a break for 10 seconds as we pause for station ID on the Padres Radio Network. All right, we'll finish up with your phone calls here in just a moment. Sam Levitt with you here in the loft inside the Western Metal Building here at Petco Park. Orioles win it 4-1 to over the Padres. Let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the out-of-town scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. Everything has gone final around the major leagues today. Marlins beat the Astros 5-1 in Miami. They got back-to-back-to-back home runs from Jorge Soler, Luis Arise, and Josh Bell as they beat Houston at home. Mets beat the Pirates at home in New York 7-2. Braves beat up on the Yankees 11-3 in Atlanta. Cardinals beat the A's 7-5 in St. Louis. Rangers beat the Angels 12-0 in Arlington. It was the Royals over the Mariners 7-6 in Kansas City. They won on a walk-off squeeze bunt by Dyron Blanco 
to beat Seattle in a wild win for Kansas City. Rockies beat the Diamondbacks 6-4. They snapped a five-game skid. And finally, the Rays beat the Giants 10-2 in San Francisco. And that's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Not a full schedule on this Monday. Much more games tomorrow on the slate. And uh, we'll have uh, more on that tomorrow during the pregame and the postgame for you. That's a look at the full out-of-town scoreboard. All right, we'll have our play of the game in the second. We'll dive into a really cool accomplishment for you, Darvish, here tonight. I do want to finish up on the phones. We've got, well, we'll do one more here. Let's go to Conrad in Normal Heights calling in. Hi, Conrad. Hey, guys. How's it going, man? I'm doing How you doing right. tonight? Good, good. So, like, look, I called in last year at the very end. I uh, was at the Philadelphia game. Mm-hmm. I went to game five out there. And you asked mm-hmm. me a question. You said, what do we need to do? And at that time, I didn't know. Now I kind of know, dude. I'm actually a little bit with Jay, that guy from the East Coast that was a little bit kind of hard. I think we need to be a little bit more – we need to hold our people – we need to hold their feet to the fire. I love Bowmel. I really do. But there was a guy sitting next to me in a place that was at hanging out, and this is his take on it. And when he said it, I was like, wow, you know what? I think you hit the nail on the head. Bowmel, great manager for a team that doesn't have a lot of stars. We have probably four, five all-stars on our team. You know, Kim, you know, you know the names. Mm-hmm. I really don't want to say that we got to get rid of him because I like him personally, but I really do think that we need to bring in a different manager. I mean, and, and yeah, I don't know who. Maybe the guy that's like the bench coach over in Arizona. I mean, Something, but I just I don't feel that Bowmel has. I think he might have lost the locker room. You know, he might have lost it, dude. And it, it, there might be. I heard. Uh, I listened in the morning. I listened at night. Uh, you know, Coach Cantero was saying the other day. Somebody called in and said, "Oh yeah, he heard." And this is like a month and a half, two months ago that he's his wife heard something about there being a squabble in the locker room, and that you know that that they don't agree with everything, and that it's split. And I think now it's kind of coming out. It might be true. And and we just maybe we just can't buy a championship the way everybody else has done. I, I don't know. I, I still don't know. But maybe we do need to get another manager that can handle superstars. I mean, that's all I got to say about that. And let me let you answer that question off air. Yeah, Conrad, look, again, and thank you for the call. Again, I've said it before here tonight. I've said it before here on the show. I I, I just, I I don't think Bob Melvin has been the issue here. I don't. I I know when things aren't going well, when they're not hitting. Look, it didn't look great tonight. I mean, look, you can't, you you couldn't have watched that game and felt great about the way it looked and uh, the quality of the at-bats and, you know, not being able to get mother rookie pitcher. Um you know, and by the way, here's what I will say, Conrad. You know, with if guys aren't getting along in the clubhouse, things like that, I, I again, I, I think a lot of that is, that happens in a lot of places. Like this idea that everybody gets along. I mean, there are teams that have won a lot of games and won championships that all didn't get along in, in you know, one harmony. Um, I don't know, you know, there's been some some reporting out there, you know, whatever whatever it might be. I don't know what I've seen, what I haven't seen. I think I see most of what gets put out there. I tend to try to rely on on credible people who put stuff out there and report. 
Um, you know, I don't know. For whatever reason, it has not gone particularly well and certainly what you expected. I, I don't know if that is like Don was saying a couple of calls ago. I don't know if that is purely this just being a weird season. I don't know if it's deeper than that, if it's, you know, uh, uh, you know, a lack of cohesiveness for whatever reason. I, I, I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what the answer is. I do know this, that, you know, an offense that has the names it has in it, just in the last week, aside from Friday, I mean, this is an offense that should be doing a lot more considering how critical these games are. That I can tell you for sure. The other parts of it, you know, I'm not going to sit here and make it like I, I know why, what, who just has not gone how you expected. Um, and uh, maybe there are, are multiple factors in that. Um, you know, look, again, I... You know, I echoed it the other night. I mean, I wish I had the answers, too. Um, you know, if if there's a different manager, is, is are the results different? I have no idea. You know, I really don't. And, you know, talking about bench coaches from Arizona, I mean, I had to go look up who the bench coach was. Uh, Conrad, you, you piqued my interest just to see who it was. Apparently, it's Jeff Bannister, the bench coach uh, in uh, Arizona, just because you brought it up. But, um you know, I, I, I don't know, you know, if, if you roll this team out next year and it's the similar core and it's the similar group and it's the same manager, I got to tell you, I'd be willing to bet it goes better than this. I, I just almost feel like it has to based on so much of the, the weird numbers and flukiness and all of it. Um, is that possible? Sure. Is it possible that happens? Sure. Is it possible it doesn't? Sure. Is it possible we have a totally different looking uh, dugout and there are moves made in the offseason sure who knows um you know sometimes after a season like this change does happen um we'll have to see you know if this thing doesn't turn around dramatically here in the final 40 plus games you know it's going to be a very interesting you know uh off season and and we'll see how it all you know shakes out because obviously um the expectations were were certainly and this we can say for sure we're certainly higher than what's gone on so far this year being seven games below 500 here in mid-august was not how you drew it up all right before we go let's hear our play of the game what was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game this is the play of the game presented by bill howe plumbing heating and air flood and restoration because we know how Oh, and two. Here's the pitch to Aria. Swing and a miss. 95 mile an hour fastball up in the zone and major league strikeout. Number 1,919 for you, Darvish. The most ever by a Japanese born player in the bigs. You, Darvish. A very, very cool milestone for you here tonight. When he hit that six strikeout, he passed the Deonomo, who was here tonight. With 900, not 900, 1,919 career strikeouts in the majors, the most of any Japanese-born player. So congratulations to you, Darvish. 1,919. Probably a fairly good shot of getting to 2,000 this season. Would have to strike out quite a bit here in the final month and a half or so. Not impossible if he racks up some strikeouts has some big strikeout games certainly would get to it very early next season if he doesn't get to it this season we'll see about that but again here tonight in total six strikeouts for you darvish and that final strikeout is six that came at the end of the sixth inning that 
uh, passed Tadeo Nomo for the most strikeouts in a career in Major League Baseball among any Japanese-born player. So congratulations to you on that, and also very cool that Hideo Nomo was here tonight watching you, Darvish, uh, accomplish that feat. All right, looking ahead to tomorrow. First pitch at 6.40, EcoWater SoCal Padres pregame show at 5.40. Right-hander Michael Waka on the mound for the Padres. Right-hander Jack Flaherty, one of the newer Orioles. They got him in a trade from St. Louis at the deadline. He'll be on the mound for Baltimore. Again, Waka off the IL. Flaherty on the mound for Baltimore. First pitch at 6.40, EcoWater SoCal Padres pregame show begins at 5.40. Taking a look at the final totals here today. For the Orioles, four runs, nine hits, one error. They left on five for the Padres. One run, four hits, no errors. They left on three. Winning pitcher was Grayson Rodriguez, who improves to three and three. Losing pitcher was Hugh Darvish, who drops to eight and eight. And the save goes to Felix Bautista, who picks up his 32nd of the season. Time of game, very quick one here tonight. Two hours, 16 minutes, and the crowd at Petco Park, 38,100 and 76 as always if you missed any of our post game show you can listen back to all of it on the inside san diego baseball podcast available on the odyssey app or wherever you find your podcast for our great studio coordinator tonight frank marchese i'm sam levitt saying so long and good night again the final score the baltimore orioles four and the san diego padres one we'll talk to you tomorrow on the padres radio network